Hello, this is Aaron Eckhart, and you are listening to Center Stage with Mark Gordon, the beautiful one and only Mark Gordon. Center Stage, Center Stage, Center, Center, Center Stage. Center Stage. Welcome to Center Stage. My name is Mark Gordon. On this show, we're going to talk with Malcolm Goodwin and Victor Hawks, the creative team behind the inspiring new film, Be the Light. We actually met uh, through the first film I directed, which is called The True Story. And we're talking about doing you know, some distribution business or whatever like that. Anyway, we became friends and started talking about you know other projects we wanted to do. And then Victor told me about this musical called Construction that he wrote when he was on Broadway. I read it, fell in love with it, and that's actually the first project that we worked on. And that kind of just forced the, the relationship, the friendship, and the partnership, which led to Pass the Light, Be the Light, and many, many, many more films to come. Yeah, and it's it just kind of, you know, when, you, when you sit with somebody, you know, you know you have the same creative energy. Like, you know, yeah. like, it vibes and it works, and you know, we have different skill sets that we apply to them, so it's been kind of, it's been kind of great to do that. Well, Hollywood can be uh, filled with sharks, and yeah. to find somebody that has the same value set must be, uh, it must be nice to work in that space. It is. It makes it, I mean, the fact that, you know, any idea we come up with or talk about, anything we want to do, you know, I can just call, I'll, Vic will call me in the middle of the night, I'll call him in the middle, <laughs> in the middle of the night, and... Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about an idea and literally 10 days later, like this man is a, just a master. He's just a, just, a, just a genius with the pen. These scripts are being written in less than, a, less than 10 days from the conception of the idea. And then literally maybe, what, 15 days to a month, maybe for all three of these films, yeah. we're in pre-production. That's how fast we move on these projects. The reason we're in Waco is we are going to build a full soundstage studio. We're gonna build sound stages. We're gonna have a whole arm of production because if COVID nineteen taught us anything, is you cannot wait for your life to happen. If you can make it happen, make it happen now because you do not know. I, I never thought the world would end. Like I never thought the world would be shut down for seven months. We had to be in a house. I didn't think that world could exist. And once I knew it could exist, I'm like Mac and I would have this conversation. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. Today, all these we're in our forties now. Today we're going to wake up. That's right. We had this dream for years. Today That's we're right. going there now. Now, because I did not think the yeah. world could end. All the things we always wanted to do, which also academy for students, also, yeah. uh, also, you know, there were also we, educators. We we we've talked for many many years, 100%. and that was that's that's I always say the happiest I've ever been in my life is teaching. The only reason why I'm in this business and and stuck with it is because of my teachers. You know, you know, I was my Mr. You know, you know, Isan Abdul Rahim. I'm named, I named my uh, my son. Middle name is after is Isan, after my my drama teacher who believed in me. Someone believed in me and showed me an option that led to other options and other. But it all started with him believing in me. So I have to pay that forward. So that's what part of what we're doing is bringing that education side to this community, and I'm sure it's a many, many different communities, but we're gonna start here, because it feels like my ultimate calling, and nothing nothing in life has made me more happier than doing that. And given our both collective, you know, being educated, the component we're adding that is a little different is that education with opportunity. Because we're linked to production, our own productions, other productions, we're giving our students a direct line to what they what they think they wanna do, yeah. and what they say. So all right, cool, be an extra in this, or have a couple lines, or get your sad card. 
and then you know becoming work on work also behind the camera you can work All on these stuff. sets you know you're working with you know top of the line dps gappers sound people you're working with top of the line crew and so it's also leads into um mentoring you know um opportunities and actually being on set so not only while students you know there'll be students but they'll also be have an opportunity to work and be Bridging a part to of the professionals that they hope to be yeah and we, that was the one thing missing in the theater education it's like hey here's your here's your theater education good luck out there and then it's like <laughs> what do you do and then that, that's a whole journey itself yeah. to try to figure out well how do i make yeah. a living doing this there was a facebook thing yeah. uh, like how many jobs did you have man and so i decided just to write them all down all the jobs i did and until it totaled 57 not acting not entertainment jobs you got the uh, most inspirational uh, movie at Inspired Film Festival and at Peak City International Film Festival, Best USA Feature. So we won the uh, jury prize at Waco Film Festival. Which brought us to Waco. Waco. Waco yeah. And uh, we had our, our red carpet driving premiere partnered with uh, Waco Family and Faith International Film Festival. That was last night. That, that was last night. I was completely filled. Oh, I never experienced anything like that ever. It was my yeah. first driving. I was like, I don't know how many cars are going to come. Maybe five. And we'll, <laughs> if it's only five, we'll take photos in a way where it looks like more. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't have to do that. Yeah. Cars came. I mean, it was promoted well, and people really, really rallied around the film here. So I, I lost count at a certain point. It was, it was just, I just know there was the entire lot was filled. You have a through line through the first film where yeah. it's this notion of fear and love and then it resonates in your current film. And it seems like in the environment that we're living in now, that notion of letting go of fear is so important. Yeah, with all these films, I think, I think you're right. There is a theme of people getting past fear. And I always say fear paralyzes people, so it can stop you from moving forward. Growing up in the ghettos of Brooklyn, the ghettos of Harlem, these films represent the people that I grew up with where we're not paralyzed by fear. You know, we have to live with it every single day in terms of not knowing where the next meal's coming from, not knowing how you're gonna pay rent, being afraid of your child getting gunned down by the one or two bad people in the community that the media judges the entire neighborhood on. You know, where you got the other 99.9% who are amazing, positive, loving people, you know, like myself, like my family, like my cousins and my friends who still live in these communities. One thing in these films, we have characters that really, really represent these people and who are not paralyzed and stopped by fear and find a way to push through it, for example, and be the light through music, through singing, through dancing and coming together. So there is a sense of these communities that are very, very strong that isn't always represented in the media. A lot of the negative is portrayed versus 99.9% of the positive that I know I personally experienced growing up in these communities. There is also this uh, notion of forgiveness. And in your film, you've got a father that he's got lung cancer. He's a man of faith. He cannot forgive, which in watching it, it kind of goes contrary to what a man of faith really should be. Yeah, I think in terms of the theme of forgiveness and faith, you know, you would think that, hey, if you're, you're, you are of a God-fearing person, you should be a forgiving person. And sometimes it doesn't, in the real life, it just doesn't work that way. Ramon having cancer is also a metaphor for his stubbornness being a cancer. He looked at himself as being a bad father. He blamed himself for his daughter getting pregnant at a young age. 
because he couldn't forgive himself, he can't forgive her. And so a lot of forgiveness, I believe, in many situations in life starts with the person forgiving themselves or whatever responsibility or blame they placed on the person that, that they can't forgive. His faith didn't cause him to not communicate to his daughter for nine years. It's his stubbornness and his beliefs that's connected to that more morally, not faith-wise, but he put it on, he puts it on his faith. And I think a lot of people do that as an excuse to not change, to not evolve, you know? So he just had to look at the situation through a different lens, but he grew up at a different time where I know a lot of people that age who feels that way. You know, oh my gosh, you got, you know, pregnant at a young age. That's what his daughter did. He doesn't like that. But I think a lot of it tends, you know, connects to what you feel morally. That hurts a lot of people. I know for myself, you know, in my family, there's this this issue with forgiveness that has nothing to do with faith, but then it's put on that because it's just like, and God got my back and the Bible backs up what I have to say. Although that's like an old belief. That's an old belief. That's something that you were taught and that can change if you evolve. Um, so that's, I think that's what we try to represent and be in past a lot, you know, in terms of we have, a, for example, a gay character up in there who's a Christian and people accepting him for that and representing that community and representing that voice. I remember writing and understanding, like, it was based on the kind of a friend of mine, and he's like, I, I have Jesus in my heart. Yeah. But people won't even accept that I have that because I'm the way I am. You know, I, 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 I love who I love, but I have Jesus in my heart just as much, so I'm going to pray as hard, I'm going to go to church and no one take me out of here. So it was kind of that notion of, of forgiveness of these things and how faith, faith is messy. It is. As theory is clean, faith and practice is messy. There's another thing that resonates in your film is this notion of flexibility. And some of the characters in Be the Light are inflexible. Who we choose to forgive and who we choose to not forgive for the same thing. But why am I able to forgive you and not you? And sometimes it has nothing to do with sometimes the person themselves. But whatever judgment you have, whatever preconceived, whatever experience you had that you put on this person who had nothing to do with your experience. I can't be flexible with you because you have baggy jeans, a hoodie, and wearing some Tim and Timberland boots. I just can't forgive you. But if you put on the shirt, tie, you know, um, yep. um, um, some slacks, and, yeah. I'll forgive you yeah. because of my judgment, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think, um, you know, I think um, actually our uh, Don Lewis character goes through that. Absolutely. Because she can kind of, she's on the brink of forgiving Marvin, but she can't forgive Shortstack. Yeah. And she has to work her way to forgiving the other guy in the group. And then she has flexibility mm -hmm. by seeing Pastor Spencer's inflexibility to forgive the entire group and be a part of the action movement. For more information about Be The Light, visit BeTheLightMovie.com. Until next time, this is Mark Gordon, and I'll see you Center Stage. Center Stage, Center Stage, Center, Center, Center Stage. Center Stage. Hello, this is Homer Simpson. Whenever I want to know what's going on in the entertainment world, I listen to Center Stage with Mark Gordon. <laughs> For more on Center Stage, visit stageandscreen.com. And hey, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast.